So, I have a question. Have you ever wanted to get into comics, but you just didn't know where to start? Well, welcome to Comics Quest. I'm JD Martin, and every week I sit down with a guest to talk a comic that I think anybody can pick up and start their comics reading journey. We take a look at psychedelic sci-fi, fantastical action, heart-wrenching love stories, and of course, superheroes. So check us out at CertainPOV.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the GBN Golden Red Broadcasting Network. Trainers at your ready, and welcome to the Champion's Path. Hello, Johto! You're listening to the Goldenrod Broadcast Network. Welcome to Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast. As always, I'm your Poke host, Maddie Limerick, and on today's show, I have one of my favorite cosplayers, Carly Amlin. Carly, welcome to the show! Hey, thanks for having me. So, why don't you just tell everyone at home who you are? Oh, um, I'm Carly. Uh, I am a cosplayer, like Maddie said. Uh, we actually went to school together. We did. Um... I've actually done a couple Pokemon cosplays so far. I've cosplayed Hilbert from Black and White and a Suicune Jinka that I'm working on improving soon. I love that. And uh, you're a fantastic artist as well. Oh, I love I love you. your art as well. Uh, so <laughs> why don't you tell me your background with Pokemon? Oh my god, Pokemon has been in my life since I was a little kid. Um, <clears throat> it's actually how I learned to read. Um, I've heard that from I a lot was, of people. <laughs> when i was really really little i don't remember how old um i found a pokemon book in barnes and noble and um you know for a while mom would not let me watch pokemon because she like a lot of parents thought it was animal abuse and she didn't know that if i would be okay with that because i was very sensitive at the time so um i found i still remember to this day i actually found it in a vintage store the other day um it was Pokemon Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon, I think. Mm-hmm. It was the one with Aerodactyl, where uh, mm-hmm. Carmelian evolved. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found a book on that, Barnes Noble, and I said, hey, if we read this together and we're both okay with it, can you let me watch the show? And mom's like, I was like younger than four at this point. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, um, all right, sure, I'm down with that. So, uh. We, we read it together. I really like it. And mom's like, okay, this is a lot less violent than I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. now <laughs> there's yes! as you can see, all the Pokemon, Pokemon plushies. Pokemon plush. Yeah, mine are all in storage <laughs> right now, but I think it was literally four boxes of just Pokemon plush in, in uh, space bags. Like it's just, it's so much. But I do have with me right here That's that I ordered... Cute. Well, it's because I happened to be on looking on Pokemon Center for Christmas gifts when the plush went live and went, well, these might not be live for long. Let's go ahead and pick them up. Yeah, (laughs) they're really cute. Oh, I was going to say, I'm debating on getting Foy Coco now. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think think I'm going to end up getting all three because I got it and immediately regretted that I didn't get Quaxley as well because we love a little gay duck. Love And then uh, Foy Coco is just so cute. I was like, I know I'm going to end up getting all three because that's just what I do every gen uh so you told us that you started with the books and then getting oh, yeah. into the anime what was your actual first pokemon game that you played oh sorry i was uh yeah, yeah totally but, um after we like watch a bit of the show and she realizes okay this is okay 
um, was about four and a half and uh, my brother was being born at the time. And so she gave me my first Game Boy Color. It was the purple transparent one. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's so good. blue version. Cool. So um, I was four and a half and determined to read. So I got myself to learn to read and play that game. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the uh, My first guest, uh, Nate, said the same thing, that he was having a really hard time in school um, kind of getting learning of reading and writing and by playing Pokemon Red he kind of forced himself to learn to read and that's what I was just like you know we're all from those generations where parents were like video games are gonna make my kids a killer and I was like actually video games made your children literate me things <laughs> so, plus they teach reading comprehension strategizing you like really kind of in-depth like thought processes of like not even just how to process the words but then how to put them together which i think is really fantastic now something else i do know about you too is you also uh i know now you do uh but you also collect the pokemon cards correct as well yeah did you back in the day did you did you originally as well yeah i did i had so many of them i had like the shining ones from the neo series i had the base set charizard um, but unfortunately in middle school, uh, it was very uncool to like Pokemon. So I sold uh-huh. like 95% of my oh. collection and I'm still yep. regretting it to this day. But of course I, I kept like a few cards. I have a shining Charizard from way back when. So that's, and look, my ancient Mew and a few others, yeah. but I, I have like, <laughs> including doubles, like over 15,000 cards now. Uh, yes. if you want any, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, I literally was in GameStop trading in cards yesterday and I picked up the Silver Tempest bundle box because I, I, okay, also on me, I thought this was the build to battle box because I always love those build to battle boxes and I picked it up and because I just had so much store credit, I was like, oh, it's not real money anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but, and so, but I was just like, I love this set so much because it's like Lugia and Alolan yes. uh, uh, Vulpix. I love my cute little snow peoples. I love I them. Also, um, the unknown in that set are so cute it, it spells out i think v star and like uh un- the actual unknown v i love it it's so creative that's what i was ho- i was hoping to pull one of the unknowns uh <laughs> but i did not unfortunately i did pull an interesting v max it's not worth anything but it's very it's like a golden black oh just- yes i got the mew from i think lost origin and it's so cool looking i don't care uh-huh. if it's not worth anything it's pretty yeah. and it makes me happy it's the Skyscaper Dragon, his VMAX. Yes. I, oh, that's awesome. I haven't played that far into Sword and Shield yet to know what he was, but I went, oh, I know he's a big in, and I know he's the VMAX. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I, he's cool. I started playing Pokemon uh, cards again with uh, Ari and Alec at New Pulse. Oh, and so I've kind of just kept going. I got so many people at my grad school to start playing Pokemon and I still like collect. And every time I'm like, I don't need more. I'll be like, well, I could always go to a local comic shop and play. So like, why not just get more? And I do it every time to myself because it's actually a really, really fun game. I really enjoy it. It's very low stakes. And it's, I think it's easy for a lot of people, but you can also put a lot of strategy into it, which I think is so much fun. Nice. I, I never actually got into playing the game. I just collect because I like the art mm-hmm. and it's fun to open mm-hmm. things and get a little bit of serotonin. Speaking uh-huh. of Ari, I actually give Ari all of my code cards. I, I love that. I have an entire like modern tin, like the big ones filled uh-huh. with those cards that are at my boyfriend's um 
dorm right now. So, hey, Ari, if you're listening, go pick those up from Jake, please. <laughs> I literally, I've done the same thing. I have so many. So every episode of this, we have a, uh, I'll do my blurb at the end, but we do a, a, um, a password. Okay. And whoever gives us the password first on Instagram gets a free code card to right. the TCG online. And it could be anything from an elite trainer box to a booster box. And nobody ever knows. You never know what you're going to get. Because oh, uh, I know I've got a couple of elite trainer codes in there. I've got some of the built to battle codes in there from lost because i really got into the lost origins set because yeah, the arcanine that are in that the hasween arcanine are awesome and super op and so i was like oh, i'm totally gonna run a deck with these but they've been really hard to come by of course <laughs> i oh my god so my boyfriend and i open the cards together um mm -hmm. it's, it's a fun thing we do it's so we, cute i love it <laughs> we actually pulled the alternate art giratina together that's so fun i like that's I, amazing i think i took like five minutes like to just take a break from opening the cards and stare at it it's such a cool card that's and that's an amazing find too yeah i was really really shocked i pulled um the galarian berserker too which i love him he's so cool. strongly mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. a good boy I love that Meowth just keeps getting all these seemingly more and more unhinged evolutions. And I kind of, I'm like, they just need one every generation. It's honestly one that I'm just like, every new game, give me a new Meowth, please. Like, honestly, just do it. He deserves it. I, I actually want to cosplay Team Rocket's Meowth so badly. I love him. Do it. That'd be so cute. I would love, that'd be so awesome. So, so uh, we're recording this, even though it comes out in February, we're recording this on Pokemon weekend. It's Sunday. So Violet and Scarlet has been out like two days, but what is, maybe not counting Violet and Scarlet, what is the most recent Pokemon game that you've played? Well, I, I am definitely playing through Scarlet, uh, but the the last one I played before that was definitely Arceus, which I adore so much. That's been a general consensus. What were some of your favorite things that they maybe introduced or changed with Arceus that they hadn't had before? Definitely. I love the fact that you can just throw a ball at a Pokemon and catch it. Like You don't have to mm -hmm. battle it. You can just go and grab it. Like that's, they should have brought that back in Scarlet and Violet. And I'm really sad they didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they're going to fix some of the things and update it a little bit with these patches. Cause I know this morning somebody said there was already a download patch this morning. So uh, I haven't turned on the game yet today. Yeah. My uh, Christina said this morning that, they, that when she turned on violet, there was an update. So, and I was like, okay, good, 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 good. Cause I still haven't started violet yet. I'm just kind of watching everybody else play, but I've been recording so many of these that I was like, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll get to it this week, but I actually think as soon as we get off the call, I'm going to go to the gym and then immediately sit down and start, start, start. Honestly, like, it is a, it's a good game despite its faults, but it does have a lot of gameplay faults that are adding up to be a little, like, um, there's also a scaling issue that's mm. like, and I don't mean like gym scaling. I mean, like actually yeah. looking at the Pokemon, it is so hard to tell what's a Pokemon and what's a blade of grass. Oh, that's a bummer. That's so, not great. It's not like Arceus where things were very clear when you found a Pokemon. I I think just the UI for Arceus was better and more solid overall. Um, they might be running a different game engine for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Um, but it, it is good and I'm enjoying the story so far. Uh, Arvin is definitely my favorite so far. Uh, he's a good boy. I, I, I wish maybe they'd given a little more distance between Arceus and Scarlet and Violet just so yeah. they could learn from one to the other. Because what we, I did learn in a lot of the, this is the first Pokemon game that I've read reviews and like listened to, like watched what everybody said going from the like pre-release stuff into it. 
and everybody focused on the gameplay stuff but they also said that generally with every game game brings in a brand new team for every game mm -hmm. and so necessarily what a team needs to learn from one game they're not always learning because it's probably their first Pokemon game that they're working on. And there's a big learning curve with that. And so I think sometimes that, especially because Arceus did so well, and even though it did have its own gameplay issues that I think if they maybe given a year difference between the two, that they could have had a full year to work on Scarlet and Violet before release, I think really could have helped. So I'm also hoping that like, as we go in the coming months, we're going to keep getting patches, but I'm also, I think it was Game Informer and IGN that both said they were like, we think this is a game that could have held off for another year to go with the the, the new Switch that's releasing with Breath of the Wild 2 in like a year, year and a half, because it just needs the the technology is five years old at this point and can't keep up with what the game wants to do. And it's why Skyrim also is not super good on this on the switch which yeah. just makes sense because of how big that game is that definitely makes sense i actually had the game crash on me last night so luckily i saved oh. like five seconds before but it was still oh, thank shock. goodness yeah i i heard story of a friend's friend who was trying to catch a pokemon and when it happened she got teleported to an island surrounded by water and it was early in the game and she didn't know surf yet so no. she literally had to start her game over and i went oh no i just Wait. always want pokemon games to be good i just want to i just always want to play and enjoy oh, why God. didn't they just they could have just flown to one of the uh the other towns you have fly immediately I know I don't know what happened. I think it's she couldn't. I think it was some. It was a glitch where she just could not get off the island. Like she, she was trying to get off the island, couldn't get off. Yeah, it was something. And I was just. And again, that was a retelling from someone else telling me. So <laughs> I, I could have gotten blown out of proportion. And then, but I just was like, oh no, oh no. But we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sure I will let everyone know as I start playing. Yeah. But, what is your favorite Pokemon game that you've played and kind of why? And we can talk mainline games, spinoff games, anything else. You can have a mainline and a spinoff game that's your favorite. A lot of people have done that. So what are kind of your favorite Pokemon games and why do they kind of sit happy with you? Okay, so I, th I actually have a top three for the mainline games. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Throw it out. Okay, in no particular order. Definitely Arceus. The black and white series as a whole, Unova was amazing, and I will not take slander on that, Jen. <laughs> um, and then Pokemon Crystal, because Suicune's my favorite. Just You will never get any argument from me, because Silver was my first game, and then when Crystal came out, I got it. And it was on like the, the teal Game Boy Color that I had, and they just looked so pretty together. Even though I did really want the uh, see-through purple. There's um, a retro gaming outfitter that like builds brand new Game Boy uh colors with backlighting now Ooh. Um, and they're like transparent pink transparent teal and transparent pearl and when the next time they pop up on facebook i'll send you the ad but i was just like Please, they're yeah. like 250 dollars, but they're so pretty and That's i just i want one yeah it's so worth it especially when you're looking at like actually tricking it out yourself and messing it up or having somebody else do it i was like it's totally worth it but i will die on the can on the hill that crystal is the perfect game because you had two full games plus extra as yeah. part of it. And no other game has kind of done that since then. And Heart I think Gold it's what a lot of people were hoping for Aloha. Yeah. Um, Heartland and Soul Silver were a remake of Crystal though. Oh, yes. Well, those were lovely as well, just because yeah. they were, they were wonderful. But that idea that they haven't taken that into any other gens. Cause I'm always like every two gens, you should really get the gen before it mm -hmm. or like, 
you know, so like Diamond and Pearl and Ruby and Sapphire also because they're all in that gem line kind of, you should have been able to play through both games on those. Or certainly by the time we got to the other ones or even with Sword and Shield, it should have been, you should have been able to do more, I think, than we could have. That's the thing is like we, like having two whole gen or two whole regions in one game, like it gives you stuff to do. You don't get bored. Like a lot of the newer games I blazed through so quickly, like Scarlet and Violet, I don't think is the case because there's so much to do and I have no idea what order to do any of it in, but uh yeah no i would definitely love another game where you can play through multiple regions and be like oh look i've been here before i know what to do but it's like completely different because mm-hmm. like i loved x and y but the post game mm-hmm. there was almost no post game to it you had the like detective bits you had the the big guy bits but like other than completing your pokedex and evolving like there wasn't a lot to it. Sword and Shield, I think a lot of people felt was truncated, but then we got the DLC. And I know they're se- they're going to sell D- DLC for Scarlet and Violet in six months or a year as well. But, yes, I'm excited for uh, that. I, even, even with the DLC for Sword and Shield, I felt the first time I played through it, I was like blazing through. And then I just kind of stopped playing because it didn't engage me as much, even though I loved the character design. I loved the Pokemon. Um, I agree. I think especially if they're going to be on the Switch now, and then when the new Switch comes out, I guarantee those games are going to be cheaper or it's more expensive than the Switch games. Um, when I'm spending $60 for a game, I want way more out of it. And I think it's why a lot of people didn't love Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu enough as much, even though it was, you did got to play through Kanto. It was that Pokemon Go style of gameplay. So it, yeah. was, it was a little different. And so I know for a lot of people, I, I'm just kind of the same way as I always want as much out of a post game as I can. Like, give me things to do to keep me playing. Agreed. I mean, I actually really liked Let's Go Eevee, but the only thing I had an issue with was the catch mechanics because Pokemon would mm-hmm. flee mid throw of a Pokeball and that sucked, yeah. but shiny hunting in that game was fantastic. I, I agree. I actually really enjoyed the game. I did love that you can start as Eevee. My only complaint was that you couldn't really evolve your Eevee. That was my, but, but, but it's also just because so strong. It's so strong, which I love now. If you look up on Cerebi or Bulbapedia, they do Eevee and then they do partner Eevee yeah. because it's it's a very different skill set. But I, I just love any game where you can play with an Eevee because I loved Pokemon Coliseum. So oh, and I, I love, love that, that game. Uh, it's it's so good. I'm excited it's getting ported into the Switch soon. So it is? For, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Maybe I, I'll I, actually I, play. I, I mean, I think I actually still have the original GameCube one. Um, oh, I do. I keep that in Gale of Darkness. I keep a copy of them at all time with the, with the original uh, GameCube save file on it. Just oh in case. Because I, every once in a while, will just rebuy a GameCube because they're not always that expensive to play through them because I love those games, especially as far as uh, non-mainline games go. I love those games. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of spinoffs, uh, Mystery Dungeon Explorers by far was one of my favorites. So can I tell you, I've never played any of the Mystery Dungeon games, and I just bought the one for Switch for the first time to play through it, because I was like, oh, I'm going to be on a cruise ship. That'll be a great, the Mystery Dungeons game should be great to, like, play and have things to do. So I'm excited to delve into it, because everybody talks about how much they love them. It's it's so good. I think I remember the Switch one being really good, too, but my favorite will always be Explorers of Time, Darkness, and Sky. So if you if you have a DS and you can get that game, it's not always cheap. But it's worth it because I think that was the best installment of um, Mystery Dungeon by far. 
that's awesome. I will definitely have to give it a look. Yeah, I regret every day that I sold my Soul Silver because I went to go rebuy Soul Silver like a month or two it's ago and so went. That's, it's a hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I do love that it all holds their value. I do love that it holds its value. It's. I mean, honestly, that's another favorite of mine. But like, uh, they're they're worth they're worth the value. But I would also not pay one hundred and fifty dollars for a game. Absolutely not. That's when I. That's when I go. Mm, let's find an emulator. <laughs> thank goodness for emulators. Oh, thank God. You know, just because like there's some of them. Like I really was feeling nostalgic for Emerald, like uh, uh, a couple months ago, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go hunt down to see if my SP still works because mm-hmm. I was also like, oh, it's probably still in storage. All these things. I was like, I'm not gonna go through that. I'll just emulate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite singular Pokemon? Oh, Suicune, a hundred percent. Um. I think Eevee is a very close second. I love I love Eevee. Suicune, I think, is one of the most regal, beautiful designs that's ever graced the franchise. Definitely. Uh, it's just so... It's flawless. It is the epitome of queer. I just... Suicune <laughs> is just queer. As, like, if you're looking at, like, oh, is that Pokemon? Yeah, that's a gay Pokemon. Yeah, it's queer. Yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, it's, it's yeah no wonder I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love Suicune saving the day in the fourth movie with when Celebi dies when we literally find out that a pokemon can die and i was like yeah what that was shot me as a kid oh that's a beautiful movie i also love celebi like that and jirachi wishmaker i think are two of my favorites just because i love those pokemon i also tend to love the mythics more than i love the legendaries but i just they're so cute they are they're just little guys making a difference they're just a little guy so well so you kind of answered it before of what's your what one legendary would you search for would it be would it be Suicune 100% Suicune I don't care how much I have to walk I am getting my (laughs) blue ribbon butt cheetah dog thing I love it I love it so a lot of times people have a Pokemon that might not be their favorite but is a Pokemon that they will defend with their life that because everybody else loves to talk crap on that Pokemon do you have one of those Pokemon Bidoof he's perfect leave him alone I love Bidoof. Uh, so Hot Topic did a neon Bidoof t-shirt about seven months ago, and they didn't have it in my size, so I bought it one size smaller just to have it. Because oh. I was like, there needs to be more Bidoof things. I love I love that there was a, because I still play Pokemon Go, that there was a, a whole Bidoof uh, a thing, and I was just like, they were like, oh, you guys want to talk crap about what we're doing? Fine. You get a Bidoof uh, uh, event, and that's all that will be in Pokemon Go. For a week is Bidoof. And oh, I, was like, I have yeah, with the different like uh charge uh-huh. moves. I think I have like one of each of the ones. Um yep. also when they put out the special delivery Bidoof instead of special delivery Charizard, I thought that was fantastic. Like it Pokemon so Company cute. has a sense of humor. I love it. They do. I mean, they have their their they truly have their thumb on the pulse of so much because like Pokemon's done almost everything. They've done live stage shows. They've, I mean, they've done a live action movie, which I, you know, a lot of people can say a lot of things about Detective Pikachu. I really liked it. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. One of my favorites. I think it's arguably one of the most successful, if not the most successful video uh, video game adaptation movies. Um, I just, I I thought Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds always gets it. I thought Justice was great. I loved that they also went, this is separate, but we're going to tie it in. It's canon with Mewtwo. I thought that was an incredible twist. I thought, and even Bill Nighley was just like, everybody understood what they were doing. And I thought it was really special. It was great. Also, the special effects were amazing. Like I, I went to see it with my family 
and my boyfriend and like my brother and I are just sitting there looking like, oh look, it's Braviary. Oh look at the uh-huh. like look at this, look at that. And we were just geeking out the entire time. And I love that they also picked Pokemon that might not have necessarily been the most popular with everybody. That like AE Palm one terrifying, <laughs> so legitimately true. terrifying, but also Ludicolo being the most unhinged like Pokemon in that movie, and I loved every moment of it. Was but even like Jigglypuff. Yeah, he was the bartender. And then, like, Crime Syndicate, Mr. Mime. Like, I just, it just all worked for me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mr. Mime was terrifying. <laughs> He's not allowed to ever be real. No, but I also love the things like Torterra. And you even got some of the, like, new Sword and Shield Pokemon that had just come out, like the the fairy mushroom type. Oh, like, the it was they were just so it was really lovely and i wouldn't mind if we got another one also anytime we get my buddy psyduck around oh I yeah love him. i um, love psyduck so much also like meowth needs more love i know that everyone loves team rocket mm-hmm. meowth but like he needs more love in general just he deserves he it it's how i feel about wabafet too and yes. it's because of team rocket's wabafet like, i love so- him I've so said much. that there are so many times that the anime will make me care about Pokemon that I didn't care about in the game necessarily. Um, X and Y did that with me for Dedenne. Oh my anime. god! I I so love that little fairy boy. Uh, also, Tyrant also He's love so because of the anime. Um, what's another one? Oh, um, um, oh, the little hermit crab that has the big Dwebble? rock on it. Dwebble yes. or Crustal? Dwebble, the 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 little version of it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, Dwebble. I think Silent yeah, so, had that. Yeah, I loved him. Oh, also, um, Gumi. Gumi is so I sweet in the anime. Gumi, so. I just, I, it's also why I think people need to watch the anime because it like, it got good again, and then Journeys has been phenomenal. I love Journey. Honestly, Go has been one of my favorite companions, and. I don't understand why anyone could hate him. He has had such great character development and he's adorable. And plus he's voiced by Zeno Robinson, who is just amazing in every role he has. Oh, you mean Ash's boyfriend go? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're dating. They are hundred percent dating. Thank you. They're boyfriends. Yeah. Also in, cause this is the week after Ash won world champion. I know. We're very excited. Our boy finally won. Uh, but also I think it's Serena and may, I think that are in the, they're the coordinator show, but they were holding hands. And I was like, yeah, I'm here for it. Good for them. Me too. I'm like literally, I love that Pokemon is subtly doing that because they understand the audience worldwide is of all ages, but also the gays have kept Pokemon alive. And I will oh, die on that hill that the gays yeah. have kept Pokemon alive. I mean, look at look at Team Rocket and tell me they're not like a bisexual, gender non-conforming not- couple with their cat it's true yeah and also can we say james is the most caring wonderful pokemon trainer in he's the perfect. entire series i would die for I, him personally i would I, he's the goodest he's the true goodest boy or they are the goodest boy like i just it's and every time that he gets a new companion he always just goes do you want to be my partner it's just <laughs> like and even jesse and james bought tickets to watch ash in the world championship he snuck like a gift basket and bottle caps into his Uh hotel room like i'm sorry they are so good they never want to actually hurt him they're like they care about him they're the biggest simps they just are simping for pikachu so hard like they're just the biggest fans of pikachu like (laughs) well here's the thing they saw pikachu's potential he delivered the final blow against charizard like Mm -hmm. 
Pikachu they at the top of the top. They've done no. 25 years, they've done no. Though <laughs> they've definitely aged them down a little bit. Because when, sometimes when they're in disguise like they were for that, I was like, those look like two 13-year-olds. <laughs> but then also somebody was like, you know, Jesse and James are probably only like 17, right? And I went, no, they're not. They're 25. It was confirmed in the Japanese dub of the second movie. Oh, I perfect. I love that then. Good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I think this actually transitions to a really good time to the next um, question, which is a lot of times people have always said they wanted maybe an open world game or a duality game where you can choose the hero's path early on, or you can choose if you want to join the crime syndicate. Ooh, I love which... that. But I'm... <laughs> I would definitely choose hero though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I also think they could never do it because parents would be like, you want my child to be a criminal? Um, like, hi, sorry, mom, I'm going to go join uh, the Kanto Mafia, actually. I, well, because that's truly what Team Rocket is. Like, <laughs> some of the other ones have a single motivation and a thing, but I was like, Team Rocket has their, they literally are spread across, they are involved in everything. Literally, Giovanni is a gym leader. Like, yeah. They're, so what villain team out of all of the pokemon universe would you join given the opportunity oh um hmm listen if jesse and james alone are an option them but like as a general probably team skull because they're just they're not even evil they're just there to like have fun and i respect that and I love anyone where I just get really fun costume. Cause I always say, well, team <laughs> flair, you get a really fun, I don't really look greats and reds piled on top of each other, but I was like, team skull would be fun. Also, you know, you got your poison emo boy as your like leader. And I was like, yeah. I feel that that tends to be, that checks out for me. Yeah. Plus also, like, I they live in Alola. That's great. I love Alola. I did always say though, that I thought in really sold what they were trying to accomplish i adore and he's probably one of my favorite like npcs um Mm -hmm. but i don't like team plasma because gets is just a horrible horrible person yes it's like i'm on board with n but like with gets and everyone else i'm like "Mm -mm, mm, i'm no 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 yeah i'm not there with you (laughs) exactly now let's say you're facing you've got to go face your uh your 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 villain syndicate team who is your dream team carly what is your dream team of six pokemon across all all versions what is what is that six so i know you said no legendaries for this yeah, no legendary mythics technically so i can't have suicune but that would definitely be yeah, on my dream team um <laughs> i think all right i chose in no particular order definitely luxray that is one of my favorites mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. espion with the hidden ability mm-hmm. um hisui and typhlosion because i just love him he is a good boy and he's he so does sleepy. Not i love him he's cute he just wants to guide departed souls to the afterlife he's a good boy mm-hmm. um lucario i actually the anime has made me adore him he's uh-huh. he's more of a roommate than a pet but he's a good boy yeah um zoroark love zoroark so much and the illusion ability is phenomenal mm-hmm. um and then i since i can't have suicune i really like dragonite mm, he's, good. he's oh. a very good sweet boy they're all good the boys gay, <laughs> gay cousin of charizard i love that honestly love, yeah I, let me just have a team of queer pokemon i like that 
<laughs> so the first question that I didn't give you to prep that I've thought about since, and it's, I think it's such a fun question. The, the, the people we get to know the most along our Pokemon journey are NPCs, which yeah. Pokemon's done this really interesting thing where they are themed and they're part of like different types of NPCs. If you were an NPC in the Pokemon world, what would your NPC type be? Oof. I want to say psychic because I like psychic types, but I think I'd probably be a Pokemon breeder because I cool. shiny hunt all the time. Um, but also I would love to just sit there and raise Pokemon. I think that'd be really sweet. Mm -hmm. So you would run the you'd run the daycare center. I love that. Yeah, why not? Or just like kind of do what Brock does, where he I think he became a Pokemon doctor rather than a breeder. Um, mm -hmm. so sort of like him, but without all the flirting. It's oh yeah, that's the one thing you go back and I was like, this has always been gross. It was not gross. It was not not gross in the nineties. It's even more gross. Now. Yeah, like when he's not being that, um, he's great. Mm -hmm. But holy, Krogunk is a hero, honestly. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I was worried when they brought they brought him back a couple times recently. You know, mm -hmm. I think in Alola and in Journey, and I was just like, mm, I, I like I look forward to Brock, but then I always go. I'm nervous for when Brock comes back. Yeah, every single time. Because, like, I didn't really pay much attention to it when I was a kid because it went over of my course. head. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, like, I've been re-watching the anime since, like, the first episode. I missed Johto when it was on Pokemon TV. Um, so I have to go back and figure out where to watch that. But uh, we're on Diamond and Pearl now. And I'm just like, who let them get away with this? Like, this is a little yeah. really, really uncomfortable. Yeah yeah and it's one of those that you can't even just chalk it up to the american translation either it's like no it's there in the animation it's there yeah <laughs> yeah no he, Which, he is a watching, lot watching some anime from that time it's like okay i see it's a culturally it's a thing here I guess. It's yeah gross. why it's not good so a lot in anime. Well, let's say you've battered your way through you've done the most amazing thing and you were chosen by one of the pokemon leagues to be a gym trainer what would your gym type be? Psychic. And I even have um, an OC that I made who is a psychic type gym leader because uh, my friends and I were like casually building our own region. Yes. Like we have Love a server it. on Discord for this and everything. Um, and like, you know, we have gym leaders. We have a couple of Elite Four members. We have sort of a team. I think we named them Team What because we just don't know what we're doing with them yet um we have like a channel for pokemon suggestions and like sprites and official art and stuff so it's been fun but yeah no psychic has always been my favorite maybe electric is a second choice what would do what would you do anything fun with the kind of inner mechanics of your gym of how they have to get to you Ooh. I don't want to do teleporting because one, that's mm. been done too many times and two, I hate the teleporting so much. Um, I do too. Ooh, I don't know. Um, trying to figure out what some of my favorite gym mechanics have been. Um, I remember I liked Nessa's gym a lot in Sword and Shield because you had to like run mm. around, press buttons and like figure out mm -hmm. where to go. So it was almost like a puzzle. I also really like... Um, Actually, no, I don't think that was a gym. I think that was just the ice caves where you had to, like, walk in a certain pattern. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, I like that, but that doesn't really fit with the psychic yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Um, so then hmm. going, I guess, to my next question, which is my favorite question that I kind of came up with ahead of time, because I think we're at a point where 
I think strategy wise, it would be almost more fun if the gyms weren't typed, but they were themed. I'd like, and then, so it, so it really comes up with this idea of strategy. You have to build a strategy in a team. So uh, I gave everybody this question and it's been one of my favorites. What would be your non-conventional gym concept? Okay. So like outside of the typing, um, probably a team of evolutions or now that Scarlet and Violet has come out, like one of every dog Pokemon. I love that. Because Boxbun has my heart. It is so cute. And I just, I want a team of little dogs. I think that'd be great. I love that so much. Uh, so what also nobody knows because I will record all the episodes before the season actually premieres. I've come up with a non-conventional gym for every single guest to, because I thought that was fun to work through for yeah. me uh, just because that's where my hyper fixation is. So yours for, for the one for this one, I said the gym is just going to be called brunch and it's all food Pokemon. I love that. So it would be oh. Paltigeist, an Alcreme, a Vanillish, a Fido, an Appleton, and a Gorgeist. Oh my god, that's perfect. I adore that. Yeah. I I was just like, I want to do an all-food gym. I think it'd be, especially because in the anime, watching through Journeys, when they do the fairy gym, and to figure out who actually gets to battle the gym leader, they had to do the Alcreme cake challenge. Yes, and yes, everybody's yes. partnered with the different kinds of Alcreme. And I was like... That's so wonderful. Also, it made me fall in love with Alcreme. I mean, yes. I love fairy types as it is, but I was just like, look, they're all different. And they like part of their mythos and world is they do create delicious whipped cream for people to consume. Um, yeah. And which I just, I absolutely <laughs> love so much about that. But I love a dog, gym. I think I did. I might've actually, one of my other ones might've been, uh, I'm looking through. Yeah, I definitely did a, I did a, I called it the pound, uh, cause I thought it'd be really cute. The pound gym. Oh my um, God. I think I'd probably call mine puppy love. Puppy love. That's so cute. And it, oh my God. What if it was like a dog, ca- a puppy cafe? That'd be cute. And you could adopt some of the Pokemon cause I'd you be breeding could. eggs. Mm-hmm. There That'd we go. That'd be so cute. I'm here <laughs> for it. Here for it. Uh, so well, you know, we've kind of talked through everything, but what is it that keeps you coming back to Pokemon games? Because we know they're on regular release, but we've got so many side games and mobile games, and there, it would be quite easy to be like, you know what, this isn't fun anymore. But what what keeps you coming back to Pokemon? It's a hyperfixation. I have no choice in the matter. Same. But also, hardcore. I just, <laughs> I, I've loved Pokemon, and I'm like... Honestly, I think the whole thing that happened in middle school and like getting back to it in high school because of a friend being like, yeah, it's okay to like Pokemon. Like you're, you're fine. No one's going to bully you here. I'm like, oh, cool. I can like be myself again. Like Pokemon's just been such an important part of my life that I could never like leave it again. Um, It's yeah. It just means a lot to me. I love the little creatures. I think that it is, I think it's animal people. I think just people that love animals and like a specific generation of like nineties, 2000 kids, it just connected. It's also like Digimon. I have as strong of a love for Digimon. It's just a little different because Digimon's just a little different. I'm always there more for the media than the game. So I'm loving Digimon survive right now. I love Digimon Go too. Mama. Go Mamon is uh, my favorite. By far. I just, I just bought the uh, vital bracelet, the Japanese and the American one. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Because I have control. Well, I just love owning Digivices. I think it's like Power Ranger Morphers. I just, I own them. I love them. Um, <laughs> and then I went on Amazon and bought a bunch of the chips so that I could upload because I was like, oh, I can have a Terriermon. Oh, let me go buy that Terriermon chip. I also bought a Renamon one too because uh, there's no Palmon one because everybody hates Mimi and I love her. <laughs> I, the, you know, the 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 tiktok trend that's been going around it's like oh how was your how are the people whose this character was their favorite and then you switch over and it's like how was it coming out and being queer now <laughs> i was just like oh how is uh, how is kari or mimi being your favorite oh how is it being a neurodivergent <laughs> autistic adhd adult now how is that because <laughs> i'm just like oh reading myself or filth there um so <laughs> I guess as we move forward and kind of looking forward, because we know Pokemon's not ending anytime soon, we're getting a Universal Studios Pokemon theme park in America and in Japan. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, when? Yeah. Where? Oh, yeah. So Osaka, I believe it's going to open 2024. And then we're hoping that they're going to announce the American one. Um, I, I absolutely do not know there. anything about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that'll just be so cool. But like Pokemon's not going anywhere. It's arguably getting more and more popular. It might hit a little dip again, but I think we're at a point where it's just going to be more and more popular than ever, which I love. So what are some of your hopeful, some things you're hopeful for in the franchise? Um, I genuinely, I hope they take a little more time between releases so they can better polish the games before they release them that's i hope they kind of learn from scarlet and violet i don't know if they're on contract to put out a game every so on so many years um but i would like them to like learn from scarlet and violet so far and take more time to actually put out playable games i mean again scarlet and violet's playable but there's a lot of gameplay issues that mm -hmm. add up um so really, I just kind of hope they learn because they're doing everything right except for that. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Now, it is my understanding that the agreement and kind of the company's mantra is every three years is a new mainline Pokemon game. Mm. Um, but the, what we have also just entered between, I think it was between the 20th and the 25th, they like pushed out games because mm -hmm. I know... For the 25th, we've had like four games in two years, which is not common and not normal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to cut back. So, yeah, I mean, I know they subcontract uh, Diamond and Pearl out to yeah. the name of the other company, but that one was it's just very great. disappointing. Yep, I'm playing through it right now. And I went, were there these few Pokemon in this gen? Because I feel like I've only seen 40 different Pokemon and I yeah. just keep fighting the same Pokemon. It's the first time I've Nuzlocked, which is fun. Um, and I've really thought about my entire team instead of just nerfing through everybody with one Pokemon. But <laughs> yeah, it's I've just been kind of bored and I've just been like continuing to play it, getting ready for for Scarlet and Violet. And I was just like, oh, I should have started Arceus instead because I still haven't started Arceus yet. So. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Arceus is so much better. They, they they knocked it out of the park with that game. And I really thought Scarlet and Violet would be on the same level. But, you know, it's just it feels a lot weaker than Arceus. Arceus mm -hmm. felt very solid and finished when mm -hmm. I bought it. Um, I'm still a little upset there's, there's no real DLC for them because mm -hmm. th that was one of the most fun I've had playing Pokemon. And like the stakes were so high. Pokemon could kill you, which yeah. is wild. 
I'm I'm hoping for um, more spinoff games that go back in time and explore mm-hmm. other regions that we haven't gone to. Like I would die for a South American, Mesoamerican that one and bring back Requaza with an old version of Requaza and it's a Quetzalcoatl. Just some things like that. Oh, and give us a, a regional variation of a slacking that's a ghost type because it died. Ooh, protecting would- a temple. Yeah. All those kinds of things. I just think about I think about other things I'd want to do a lot. So I would love to see them play with the history of Pokemon because there's so yes. much lore they keep building. Yes, I'm still hoping I'm hoping for a legend Celebi because I need um I need Celebi to bring us back in time to see how Entei Suikun and Raiko were like mm-hmm. brought to life because there was the whole lore with um the three unnamed Pokemon dying in the burn tower. And then Ho reviving them into Entei Suiku and Raiko. And we had um we had like a brief clip of that in I think it was Pokemon Generations or mm-hmm. or Origins, I think. It was or, one of those, I think it was in Origins, yeah. I think so. It was like those those anime were really, really cool. So I, good. I we need more of that. But like I would love a whole game like Arceus dedicated to the Johto region because there is mm-hmm. so much good lore there. And it's my favorite, so I'm. It's I'm my favorite just... too. <laughs> like definitely. Well, Carly, like I said before, every broadcast will be giving away a free digital download code to the Pokemon TCG online app. Today's password is Suicune. Be the first to respond to our Instagram story, and it'll be yours. So thank you so much for taking a break from your journey to be the best that ever was to be on the show. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was so great to see you again. It was so good to see you too. It's been a while, but I mean, we literally, I think constantly comment on each other's social media, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. No, we definitely, we gotta, um, we gotta chat more. I miss you a lot. Please. I miss you too. All right, folks coming up next, we have Oaks Pokemon talk and later tune into Burma's password where real people win real prizes. I'm your Pokemon host, Maddie Limerick. And until next time, it's you and me and Pokemon. Thank you for listening to The Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast presented by Saturday Morning Confidential, a part of the Certain POV Media Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential and on Instagram at SMC Podcast. There you can follow our link tree to every podcast platform under the sun where you can listen to our show. You can find us along with all of the incredible shows on the Certain POV Network at CertainPOV.com. Saturday Morning Confidential and Dreamer Productions do not own Pokemon. In games or media form, this show is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only. And our ending credit music is Jungle Cavern by Brett Eaglestein. Join us next time for another journey down the champion's path. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.